0: Shalom to all. Today's daf of Shabbos have kuf chaf test. We're starting kuf chaf Ches and beis third to last line, second to last word on the daf. Today's daf is sponsored. by the wedding of Daniel and Shira, mazel tov. You should be zeichet to build a to buy a nemen Now we're in the middle of discussing childbirth on Shabbos, and the Gemara says Amr Rav Yehuda Amr Shmuel Chaya, a woman who had just given birth calls machak ever pasuach. As long as the womb is open, bein Amr Tzurichani bein L'Amr Tzurichani, whether or not she says I need it, this is something that's necessary for her childbirth and for her welfare, and whether or not she doesn't say it, mechal Shabbos, we're going to be bechal Shabbos for her nista mkever. But once the womb has closed, then bain amra whether or not she said kuf chavtes amudal if tsri that I do need this thing bain loy amra tsri whether or not she didn't say it in mechala nasah Shabbos, then we're not allowed to be Michal Shabbos for her. Ravashi masni hachir. Ravashi had just taught the halacha we said, but Marzotcha masni hachir. teaches the following way. Amra Avhud Amr Shmuel, Chaya, a woman that just gave birth calls machev pasul. As long as the womb is open, bain amra tsri whether or not she says I need the thing bain amra ain tsri whether or not she says I don't need it Alonessa HaShabbos, nonetheless, we're we'll going to be called Shabbos for her, but Nisna Makaber, once the Womb has closed. Amr um, tzrichani. If she says I need it, mechala nasah shabbos. Then we're going to mechala shabbos for her. Lo amr tzrichani. If she doesn't say that I need it, then in mechala nasah shabbos. We're not going to mechala shabbos for her. We're not going to take our own initiative to provide it for her. And the Gemara says Amalei revinim lemuraimar. Marzucho masni l'kula. Marzucho was much more mekel. Rav Ashi masni l'chumra. He taught us more of a chumra case. Hilchas hakamah. Who's a halacha like? So Meremar um, answered Amalei halacha kamarzutro. The halachas like Marzutro because suffik nefashas l'hakel. When we have something involving life and death, we always have to go towards the more lenient side. And the Gemara says, Now, when is the womb considered open? Amr Rabbi says, From the moment she sits on the birthing stool, meaning birth is imminent. He says, From the moment the blood is dripping down because she's very intensely into labor. say from the moment her friends have to hold her by her arms, meaning she's unable to walk on her own. And the Gemara asks, Until when is it considered open? Amr Rabbi says, For three, Days, Rav Amram Shmayer, Rav Shiva for seven days. Rambam and some say Shlishim for thirty days. And the Gemara says Amrin Ardoi and teach Chaya, a woman who just gave birth. Gimel Zayin V'lamid. So there's three stages of when it's considered that there's Psichas Kever. Gimel. Up until three days, Bain Amitsuchani, Bane Amr Lightsuikani, whether or not she says I need this thing or she says I don't need it, Michalan Allah Shabbos Michal Shabasfer. Zion from three until seven, Amritsuchani, if she says I need this thing, Michalan Al Sashabas and R Michal Shabasfer. Amr Lightsu if she says I don't need it, then in Michalana Sashabas, we're not gonna Michal Shabbas for. Lamin from seven until thirty, Afilo Amurzuchani, even if she says I do need this thing, in Michalana Sashabas, we're not gonna Michal Shabbas for. Aval Oisana Dara Mai, but we will allow a Gentile to do this thing for her. Kiddrav Ulla Briad like he' Taught us to armor. anything necessary for a sick person is allowed to be done by a gentle on Shabbos, even though it's not like Rav Hamnuna taught, even something that doesn't have an issue of we can tell a to do it, he can do so on Shabbos for us. And the halacha of a woman who just gave birth is for 30 days. In regards to what halacha did he teach that? In regards to going to the mikveh, because when she goes to the mikvah, she's particularly sensitive to the cold and that could be very dangerous for her. So she shouldn't go within 30 days after childbirth. It's only if her husband's not there. If her husband is there, her husband will warm her through the tashmish they have after going to the mikvah. And we have a story like this. She went to the mikvah within 30 days of childbirth and her husband wasn't there. She became very cold to the point of danger. And they took her bed. Arsa is really a sick bed. Eris Divai, they took it after Rava, who was her husband, all the way to Pumpadisa, so that he could be with her and warm her up. And the Gemara says, we're allowed to make a fire on Shabbos for a woman who has given birth. Sorry for me, now they want to learn from here lechai in. we're allowed to do so for a woman that gave birth but For a person that's sick we're not allowed to do so and we're only allowed to do so during the winter months but not during the summer months and the Gemara says that's not really it doesn't make a difference if she had given birth or if the person's sick it doesn't make a difference if it's the winter or the summer because we know from the following statement and if a person did bloodletting and then he became cold to the point of danger we're allowed to make a fire for him on Shabbos a Even if it's during the summer months, when the weather is very hot, it's so dangerous to be cold after bloodletting. Therefore, we'll let him make a fire for him, even on Shabbos, even during the summer months. And now once we're talking about bloodletting, the Gemara says Shmuel, he bloodlet, and he didn't have any firewood, so they chopped up for him, Tachtaka, a stool, de that was made out of shaga wood to fuel the fire for him, and this was a very expensive stool. And Rav Yehuda, Yafna, they chopped up for him a table made out of yavna wood, which is also very expensive. And the they chopped up a whole bench for him in order to provide the fuel for the fire. For told You're being, Why are you wasting a perfectly good stool or bench just to fuel your fire? Amr told him, of my body is much more important to me because if I don't have a fire to warm me up, it could be very dangerous and ruin my health. And A person should even sell the beams of his house to buy shoes for his feet because there's nothing more embarrassing than walking around without shoes. And nonetheless, if a person bloodlet doesn't have what to eat afterwards, he should sell the shoes on his feet and then buy all the necessary foods he can have to replenish the blood in his body. And the Gemara says, what does that mean? The things that are necessary for the meal after bloodletting? Rav says it's meat and he says it's wine. Rav says, says it's meat. It's a life in exchange for a life. Life is meat in exchange for his life, which was the blood that was taken away from him. Shmuel Amaryayin, Shmuel says wine. Sumaka, Shalaf, Sumaka, it's red in place of red, which is wine in place of the blood that was taken away from him. Shmuel, Beyayim Avad Milsa, Shmuel on the day that he did this, which is a procedure of bloodletting. Anytime it says the oven Milsa, it means he did dam. Avdalay Tavshilo Tatakli, he made a cooked dish of spleen. Rabbi Yechonon, Shase, he drank wine meune until the scent came out of his ears. Rav Nachman he drank wine at until his spleen floated in wine. Rav Yosef Shasi, he drank wine until the scent of the wine came out of the hole that was made from the blood letters tool. Rava Mahadur Khamar Bar he went looking for wine that was three years old. Literally, that means it had three leaves, but which means over the course of three seasons, three years, it produced three sets of leaves. Rav Nachman Bar I beg of you on the day of bloodletting, go tell your wives, Nachman Ikol Agaban, the Rav Nachman is going to be visiting us. Even though Rav Nachman wasn't actually coming to visit, they would tell it to their wives so they could prepare a huge meal for them so they can get strong after this bloodletting procedure. I think more says, All types of deception are barmehai, arama, except for the following deception is permitted. Manda milsa, someone that bloodlet, Vloyaf shule, and he doesn't have any money to go buy wine to drink afterwards. Lishkol he should take worn out zoz, which is usually not accepted currency. Velezul Vasa, he should go to seven different wine shops and ask ask them if he could buy wine and now usually before you would purchase wine they would allow you to sample a little bit of the wine so he would sample some wine and then when he would offer to pay for it they usually wouldn't accept the coin At the until he tasted the entire amount of revias of wine and now he's going to be okay and if he doesn't do this you should take seven black dates and eat them and rub oil into his temples and sleep in the sun and a story about this Avlet who is a non-Jewish sage and astrologer he found Shmuel the go to he was sleeping in the sun. Amrle um, told him, Hakima Yudai, wise man of the Jews, Bisha MiHavatava, can a bad thing be good? Meaning, being exposed to the sun for long amounts of time is not good. So how could it be that it's good? Amrle um, Shmuel told him, it was the day of bloodletting, and I didn't have enough money to buy wine. So therefore, I'm sleeping in the sun. And the Gemara says, he really he didn't bloodlet that day. Ella, there's one day of the year that sun is very beneficial for a person. Kufaz damas, it's the day that the summer solstice falls out. The and Shmuel thought himself, leh, Gali, leh, I'm not gonna reveal this to him so that Avle doesn't know this. I think more continues, and Mulderman both of them say, Kol Anyone that's lax, they're not careful about eating the meal after Hakaz Dam, is a nice Then from Shemayim, they're gonna be very lax about giving him the food that he needs. But I'm they say, who he doesn't care about his own life. Ani Achas I should show concern for his life. Ravish Mudarma Shavai, they both say, Hi man to this person the bloodlet, He shouldn't sit where the Wind swirls. This is like in an open area where the wind comes in through different openings and kind of swirls around. Dilma because we're afraid that the blood letter. Took out almost all of his blood, le'ar and left him with the bare minimum one revias of blood in order to sustain him. Vasizika, Now the wind is going to come and draw that blood out of him. and he's going to come to a very dangerous situation. Shmuel have ragel milsa. Shmuel would get bloodletting done to him. Be besa in a house that's walls were thick seven and a half bricks to prevent the wind from coming through. Yomichad one day of Ovid, he did bloodletting. and he felt something was wrong. he checked. And he saw that one half a brick was missing from the thickness of the wall. So we see that wind is very dangerous for someone that just bloodlet. Ravish Shmuel Damitchavai both of them say, "Ha'imad David Milson, this person that did bloodletting, l'tam midi, he should taste something first for hadru then he should leave the house. The midi, if he doesn't taste something, if he meets up with a corpse, yarka apes, and his face is going to turn green. Ipaga manda if he meets up with someone that killed someone, a murderer, miss, so he's going to die. And if he meets up, kuf chavtesam and on the top, b'daver acher with a a. Which is referring to a pig, that's going to be bad. He might get something else, which is referring to Tsaras. Both of them say, Someone He should wait a little bit, then he should get up and go. Because is taught, There's five things that bring a person closer to death than to life. And these are them. A person eats and stands up immediately. He drinks and stands up immediately. He sleeps and then he stands up immediately. If he does blood, Bloodletting, and he stands up immediately. Shimish mitasai. A person had tashrashamita, and he stands up immediately. That's all very dangerous. Amr Shmuel Shmuel says. The proper time for bloodletting is once every 30 days. And ubeyna prakim And when he reaches the point between the first two stages of his life, meaning when he turns 40 years old, he should be m'mait and decrease the frequency of bloodletting. Ubeyna prakim when he reaches the next stage of his life, which is when he turns 60 years old, so then he should again decrease the frequency. And the proper time for bloodletting is on Sunday, Arba on Wednesday, Umala Shabbat, and on Arab shabbat. on Monday and Thursday. because Mar taught only someone that has the merit of his fathers to protect him he should bloodlet on Monday and Thursday Why is this? Because the heavenly court and the lower court are at the same time and we know that Ezra instituted that Besdin would judge people on Monday and Thursday, so if they're judging people on Monday and Thursday here, that means a person is judged in Shemayim on Monday and Thursday, therefore no bloodletting on Monday and Thursday, because bloodletting puts a person in a makim sakana. But why should a person not bloodlet on Tuesday? We say madim because on Tuesday, the influence of madim, of Mars, is strong in pairs, meaning in the even hours of the day, and therefore it could be dangerous for him. We know that there's seven constellations and each one of them rules in a Cycle throughout one hour of the day, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then again a cycle of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And on Tuesday, in the even hours of the day, is when Mars is going to be strong. Mars itself has a negative influence, which is predisposed to war and epidemics and other things like that. And pairs, we know, are also not a positive thing because we talk about that a person shouldn't do things in pairs. So, therefore, there's two things for the negative over here, and therefore, a person shouldn't bloodlet on Tuesday. So the Gemara asks, but on Friday, also Mars is going to be in the even hours of the the day, so why are we allowed to bloodline on Friday? The Gemara says, Since many people trample on this, meaning many people do it on Friday anyway, and we see that you don't really get harmed, so we say, Hashem guards the fools. Wednesday, which is the fourth day of the month, Wednesday, which is the 14th day of the month, Wednesday, which is the 24th day of the month, or Wednesday, which doesn't have four more days of the month, meaning let's say if Wednesday turns out to be the 27th or 28th of the month, so then it's dangerous to bloodletting. Reshchedes resheni loy If a person does bloodletting on reshchedes or the second day of the month, then he's going to get very weak. Shlishi if he does it on the third day sakana, then it's going to be dangerous. And Mali if he does it on erev yantef then he's going to get weak. if he does it on erev shavuos sakanta, then it's dangerous. Because and the rabbanon made that no bloodletting on any erev yantef mishum that because of erev yantef shavuos a person might actually do it. Then what's wrong with doing blood? letting on Air of the nafik there's this wind that blows, and its name is Tavayakh, which literally means slaughtering. Do you like Kibli Israel Because if Israel hadn't accepted the Tyra on Arif Shwas, then it would have slaughtered their flesh and their blood, and this wind blows every erev so therefore, it's dangerous to do bloodletting on erev and by that token, no doing bloodletting on any erev Yontif. Amr Shmuel, if a person ate wheat, and then he bloodlet afterwards, the only thing he gained was bloodletting that wheat that he ate, Rashi says because, eating makes a person very heavy and therefore the only thing he's going to gain from bloodletting is by releasing that heaviness but 4 that's only if he's trying to bloodlet for therapeutic purposes I like, cool if he's trying to lighten himself from the extra blood that he has within him mikel then that will be beneficial for him even though he had just eaten. The Gemara continues, Hamak is dam, shtila altar. If one lets blood, he should drink right away. Achila, but eating at chatsi he should wait the time it takes to walk half a mil. The Gemara asks, Does that mean if he drinks right away, that's beneficial for him? hachikashi, but if he drinks right after the immediately, so then that's bad for him? mali. Or if he drinks after the miyad, so then it's not going to be beneficial, but it's not going to harm him. The Gemara says, Is eating after the amount of time it takes to walk half a mil beneficial for him. But eating before this time or after this time is actually bad for him. don't perhaps it's not bad and it's not good for him. I think Gemara says takeu. And more on health-related things. The Gemara says, If you could purchase a hundred gourd for a Zuz, then go for it and buy them. If you could purchase a hundred animal heads for a Zuz, you should go buy them. Even though they really don't have so much health benefit, if you could buy them for so cheap, so then you should buy them. But Even if a hundred animal lips are free, they're going to cost you nothing, don't even bother taking them because they have no benefit. And number of yeses for yeses says, When we were in the measure of Huna on a day that everyone was very lazy and didn't really come to the base Magish. Amri, people would say, Today is a lip day. And I didn't know what they were saying, but now I understand that since lips are worthless, they were basically trying to say, Today was really a worthless day and we didn't really gain anything. We didn't learn much. And the Gemara continues, We had said in the mission of a kashen atabur that we're allowed to tie the umbilical cord of a baby on Shabbos. And Reb says, We're even allowed to cut it. The Gemara says, Rabban, We have a brace. A so atabur, we're allowed to tie it. Reb we're even allowed to cut it. And the Brace continues, We can cover the placenta so that the child, the newborn, will be warm. This is some sort of Segula, and Aurashim, Hamliel, Benais, malachim, daughters of kings, princesses, Timus, Bispalum shemin they would Put it in bowls of oil. Benai Sashirim, the wealthy girls, besveigan shaltzemer. They would place it in tufts of wool. And Benai Saniim, the poor ones, b'maychem. They would put it in soft rags. And Amar of Nachman, Amarav bar Amarav halacha kribyesi. The halachas like that we are allowed to cut the umbilical cord on Shabbos. From of Amarav bar Amarav by the But shnei tinikes. If we have the umbilical cord of twins, shechaitchim. It's allowed to be cut. My time. Why is that? The adadi because the twins pull away from each other. They can pull out the cord, place them. In danger, and therefore we're allowed to cut that cord on Shabbos. Anything that's spoken about in the parsha of Teichacha, all these terrible things that are going to happen, we're allowed to do that for a woman who's giving birth on Shabbos. Shneur says in the pasuk in the Teichacha, in regards to your birth, who led this on the day of your birth, karas the umbilical cord was not cut, and you weren't washed with water to smooth yourself, and you weren't salted and you weren't wrapped at all. And now the Gemara explains this. And in regards to your birth on the day that you were born mikan we learn from here that we're allowed to deliver a child on Shabbos. The umbilical cord is not cut we see that you are allowed to cut an umbilical cord on Shabbos. And you were not washed to smooth your skin we see that we're allowed to wash the child on Shabbos. And you weren't salted at all we're allowed to salt a newborn on Shabbos. This is placing some salt on the skin in order to harden it. And you weren't swaddled at all or wrapped in of We're allowed to swaddle a newborn on Shabbos in order to force the bones and the joints that got dislodged through the childbirthing process to smooth them out and to make them straight. We're allowed to do all these things on Shabbos. We should all be Zaycha to Zerash al Kayama, Hadron al for finishing the 18th parak of Shabbos. We should be Zaycha to finish Shabbos together and finish Ganshaz together.